0: This is an Odyssey Original. This is War in Ukraine Daily. I'm Charles Feldman.
1: I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Russian troops moving ahead with their offensive in eastern Ukraine. The key port city of Mariupol on the south remains on the verge of falling. Defenders there say they maybe only have hours or days left. Vladimir Putin oversaw the test of a long-range missile dubbed Satan by the West. He says the weapon shows anyone threatening Russia should think twice. We'll also hear again from a woman living under Russian occupation in the port city of Kherson.
0: We start on the ground in eastern Ukraine and then the skies over Russia. We're in the midst of their faltering so-called special operation. The Russian military flecked some nuclear muscle. Joining us is Samuel Romani, defense analyst at Oxford University in England, author of the book out later this year, Putin's War on Ukraine. Thanks for joining us, Samuel. So, this is a a very critical phase of the Russian invasion as as they're placing all of their bets on this new offensive in eastern Ukraine.
2: Well, it certainly is a larger scale offensive on the eastern part of the country. So far, there hasn't been much success for the Russians. The Russians did take over Crimea, which is a small uh, town of around 18,000 people in Luhansk until the mayor was assassinated. If struck on March the 2nd, they had a pro-Russian mayor anyways. And Ukraine took over Marinka and Donetsk, which is another small area that's been taken over. So it's basically a stalemate right now.
1: Do you see that kind of thing continuing? A lot of people have been thinking, well, you know, this is where Russia really makes its gains because they have the numbers. Ukraine is still outnumbered. Or is the Ukrainian resistance and the aid they're getting, is that enough to make the difference?
2: So, the Russians are gradually consolidating and adding more and more forces to the front. They added four more battalion tactical groups today. So, they've gone from 78 to 82. That's not just infantry, has also got uh, appropriate uh, air defense and other logistical support for it. And and if they take over Mariupol, they'll be able to bring another dozen BDGs to the front, which will take their total troop concentration to well over 100,000. That being said, they have been poorly organized, they suffered from low morale. And they've been very ineffective as a coherent fighting force all across the country so far. So Ukraine's resistance has a chance to hold strong. It's got strength in numbers as well. And with the new uh, howitzers and uh, the 20 new planes that they've gotten through to NATO parts, I think they have a good chance of resisting the Russians.
0: All right. Let's talk a little bit about this long range missile that we mentioned at the beginning of the program that is being dubbed satan uh, by people in the west is this just saber rattling by mr putin or is this something that we in the west really need to keep an eye on and be worried about
2: well i think it's largely saber rattling from vladimir putin this has been something that's been in the works for a long time they the the soviet delivery mechanisms the ss-18s and the ss-19s that the russians have been relying on to deliver nukes are very dilapidated they're very out of date this is part of uh Putin's uh, military modernization that he began a decade ago after the 2008 Georgian War. And uh, it suffered from a lot of funding problems, a lot of organizational problems, and now it seems as if the Sarmat is actually working. It can deploy 10 or more warheads on each missile. It's a very powerful weapon, but I think the talk about using it right now is obviously just a means of ratcheting up tensions further.
1: How concerned are you about something smaller scale, you know, a tactical nuke being used with the idea that if Putin gets backed into a corner, then he's going to lash out even more?
2: So right now, the Russians are trying to put a damper on that. I mean, Sergei Lavrov's comments yesterday were disturbingly ambiguous from a Ukrainian point of view when he says in this phase of the special operation, we're thinking about only using conventional weapons. So the Ukrainians are like, oh, no, is there a nuclear apocalypse coming? But the Russians have also been engaging in strategic stability talks or at least aspiring to do so, which is their word for nuclear disarmament. And the Russians also notified the United States about this test too. So, so far their rhetoric in the nuclear sphere has been much more irresponsible and threatening than their actual actions. I think though, any, nothing can be ruled out. If Vladimir Putin is feeling like uh, he loses dozens more BDGs and they, there isn't much movement in the Donbass and he thinks he can get away with it, he will try to escalate with chemical, biological, or even tactical nuclear weapons,
0: you really think that that's a, a a viable possibility for him to to go to the extent of a tactical nuclear weapon?
2: Well, it's a it's a very high risk step. It would only be done if he feels like you know he's got multiple hands tied behind his back, and uh, Ukraine's counteroffensive south, southeast of Kharkiv gained so much ground that the Ukrainians are actually standing to lo- the Russians are actually standing to lose territory that they had before the war. Uh, in the current scenario. In that scenario, anything can happen, but I still think it's very unlikely because a nuclear escalation could produce such unpredictable consequences that even Putin may not dare to take that risk. A chemical escalation is still much more likely, regardless of what Zelensky warns or what Bill Burns says.
1: Samuel Romani, defense analyst at Oxford University of England,
0: author of the book out uh, later this year, Putin's War on Ukraine.
1: We continue our coverage of life for everyday people in Ukraine. Kursan, a port city on the Black Sea, occupied by Russian forces for nearly two months. There have been acute shortages of food, clean drinking water, medications for the people trapped there, and there have been almost daily protests against Russian occupation.
0: We talked with Olga once before on Ukraine Daily. She remains stuck in Kurson and joins us from that occupied city. Olga, thank you. Thank you for taking the time again to be with us, and we are very glad you are still relatively safe and healthy. Can you give us a quick update on what life has been like for you there?
3: Well, hello. Life is becoming hotter uh, and harder here because uh, we are trapped uh, uh, in occupation and uh, uh, the situation is worsening uh, because <clears throat> Russia is, uh, they uh, really want to, uh, to organize uh, the fake referendum. Sharing, uh, uh even papers for this, uh, uh, that's why we yeah, are uh, uh, in uncertainty what is going on uh, and what will be there soon. Right now we are not bombed, uh, we are at least lucky that we are not bombed, there are no raids, uh, raids here, but uh, uh, the threat is uh, really Really, it exists here as far as I can feel. Uh, you see, uh, it's like uh, waiting, uh, being sentenced to death, penalty, uh, or uh, bombing, or uh, separating from Ukraine. It's uh, really, uh, it's becoming very hard.
1: You said they were trying to uh, organize this this fake. Referendum, And this is kind of along the lines of what you were saying last time to us, I think, that, that they brought in fake humanitarian aid to, 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 sh- to shoot a movie and say that, hey, look, we're helping all these people. And now that they're, they're going to organize this, this fake election saying, what, that, that you guys actually want to leave?
3: Well, you know, uh, they still uh, uh, bring this humanitarian help from Russia and uh, they uh, give this humanitarian help with uh, signing papers uh, and uh, checking uh, uh, our passports uh, well people's passports who get it this help and uh, as uh, we can understand that uh, they uh, they take all data uh, of People because they understand that people will not vote for uh, uh, for Russia uh, joining Russia and uh, referend for uh, fake republic. That's why they will organize it. It will be again the performance, and I'm sure that all papers are already ready uh, to uh, announce that uh, Kerchon is uh, wants to uh, separate, and lots of people. Thousands of people have already left uh, uh, the town, and uh, activists were threatened or uh, captured. And uh, we cannot uh, meet; uh, we cannot gather uh, at uh, protest meetings because we were shot uh, at the meetings, and uh, uh, activists were either kidnapped or had to leave the town. Also,
0: and and yet, Olga, you remain. Uh, you are. So far, steadfast in staying in Kherson. Why?
3: Well, you know, uh, uh, it's, per- it's uh, the hardest decision in our life just to uh, to run away from uh, here, to escape in, in nowhere. It's uh, uh, rather uh, difficult first uh, to cross uh, all checkpoints with uh, uh, to pass all checkpoints which they have. Uh, Kerson to uh, uh, Ukraine and, uh, to Nikolaev region. It's uh, uh, and uh, our our troops are trying to come from Nikolaev uh, to liberate but uh, uh, they are moving very slowly, and uh, there could be a, a different bombing on the way. And uh, Russians, uh, they stopped uh, people. And today, uh, my friends wanted to leave, uh, for example, and they could not because they were turned back and they were not allowed to, uh, to leave uh, the region. And it's uh, really to go nowhere, as nowhere, where to live. Uh, uh, no money uh, because uh, cash uh, is finishing here in Kherson. We cannot get uh, Well, it's really uh, it's the hardest decision, and uh, we have uh, uh, baby, and how she will send the way, uh, and uh, it it can take the whole day just just to cross the border of Kherson region.
1: What do you think happens over the next days or 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 weeks with with this major, you know, this this battle? We expect. For the East?
3: You know, uh, on Sunday there will be Easter, and they say, of course, that they're, they're in, uh, our, in, in Ukraine. And uh, they say that they can organize provocations here in churches, and even to go to church is very hard. Uh, they will uh, block. Uh, they will close the region as it was in our uh, different uh, sources. That they will close the region. They will not allow uh, any uh, anybody to leave uh, the uh, uh, city from the first till uh, 10th of May. And uh, during this time, they want to uh, to uh, to organize the referendum. Olga,
0: uh, Olga, do you think that you've? Perhaps turned out to be braver, more courageous than you may have thought you would have been?
3: You know, I don't know where, uh, whether it is brave to stay here or it's brave to leave, Kherson. Uh, uh, I'm now thinking about it whether to stay here right now, wait uh, uh, for our troops to come to liberate us or to uh, run away from uh, uh, occupation. And uh, it's rather dangerous because we can uh, nowhere in Ukraine is uh, safe uh, and uh, uh, it's uh, very dangerous everywhere and uh, it's really hard to, uh, uh, not only physically and mentally. and of course it's uh, it's very expensive also. We, we cannot afford it right now.
1: You were mentioning... Maybe
3: we will have to run away. I don't know. Maybe just uh, with the, the, uh, with, with a baby and uh, run just away from bombing. Everything, anything can be. I, I say that you're just uh, waiting and don't know what to what to wait. Uncertainty is the most awful thing which we are feeling here. All my friends, my family... And we, each day, every hour, we are thinking of we are packing our suitcases. Then again, we uh, we uh, stop uh, because we uh, cannot dare just uh, uh, leave, leave the town. But uh, so many people were um, just... Uh, some people were uh, captured. Some people were uh, kidnapped. You know, it's uh, becoming harder here. But... We, we want uh, our—we are waiting for our—to come and liberate, and we, we really—I really believe in it.
1: Olga there in uh, Kursan. Olga, thank you again for, for speaking to us. Uh, we do hope you, you can stay safe, and, and we want to stay in touch and, uh, and see what happens. Uh, she's speaking to this, the difficulty of the decision. You know, what do I do? Bags are packed in case, right. but— is it safer to, to, to stay or to leave? Where do I go if I leave?
0: Right. And, and you know, a lot of the people in her country, as we've been, re- you know, reporting for the past few weeks, have made the decision to leave. But to her point, if you don't have another place and you don't have money because they can't get the they money, they can't get now, any money. Yeah. Uh, that's a, a situation that is absolutely impossible.
1: This is an Odyssey original. Find us and others on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.